Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of It's Worth Living. We want to welcome everyone uh, for another episode. Uh, we know that you know this this week has been an interesting week for all of us. Hopefully, you know it's uh, somewhat refreshing for all of us to be enjoying the end of another week and the beginning of a new one. Hopefully, you know this new week will be um, somewhat of a blessing and uh, and uh, and end up a lot happier. Because uh, I want to give my love to the family of uh, Young Duet, who passed away this weekend. Well, last week, actually, for um, you know being shot. But um, it's you know it's always a sad day when these things happen, uh, and watching the parents suffering and dealing with this whole situation is never really uh, a, a happy moment. Speaking of unhappy mm-hmm. moments, uh, a lot of uh, men out there are dealing with depression, and unfortunately, some of them are unable to identify when that is happening, when they are depressed. And uh, this, throughout this past week, uh, my younger brother p- posted this uh, interesting discussion topic on online, and was getting uh, different feedback from different people, but. Of course, after reading it myself, I, you know, it brought some, uh, some thoughts to both me and Ed on uh, introducing that in the, today's um, topic for this week. And um, to introduce our topic today, you just want to let everybody know it, it's really about everyone, but we, it's focusing on men, not because it's all about men, but we know men in general are in everybody's lives one way or another so if you listen to this hopefully you'll be able to learn something that would help you with the men in your life regardless what the capacity is but uh, without further ado we just want to let you know the topic for today for this week is hey man am i depressed uh it 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 embodies a, a whole lot and we're going to try to see if we can cover as much as possible in this little time we have together so that you can at least get some ideas how is it uh, that what are some of the signs to point out that a man is depressed or people in general but we know some men may have different um, symptoms that might not necessarily be recognizable so we're hopefully we're able to help in that sense so ed what do you have to say about this topic this week well, before going into the topic, Pete, you know, as you mentioned this week, um, to me, just this month as a whole, it just seems to have been just so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, going from, you know, people still dealing with um, the aftermath of COVID, side effects, um, you know, so many different uh, 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 thoughts, you know, um, regarding uh this whole pandemic that we're going through and then you see just the killings mm-hmm. the shootings and so for men um in general especially in the um black community it is overwhelming it's discouraging and it what makes it a little bit more difficult to me is 
oftentimes many of us may work in environments that may not necessarily um, be open to sharing the plight of men, of black men. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it makes it difficult sometimes. I think we have learned to just keep going, uh, even through the pain to keep going. We've been taught that we shouldn't cry, we shouldn't uh, share. Um, we should, as men, just embrace it mm-hmm. and just keep going. Yeah. But the reality to me, Pete, is when I hear that, there's a danger to that, you know? Again, I'm not saying that every way, every, every person you meet, hey, Pete, how you doing? Oh, man, my life is just, no. That's not what I'm saying. But I think, though, it's, it's important that we don't hold it and we have this, somebody that we can speak to because I honestly believe that for us as men, when we don't share, when we don't talk about these things, we keep going. And eventually when this one little thing is added onto the plate, mm-hmm. we blow up. And when blowing up, it can be a heart attack, stroke, it be the end of your life. Mm-hmm. And is it worth it? And when I think of this, Pete, um, for us as men, again, am I depressed? It's a scary thought because the truth is, I think many of us, to a certain extent, have some form, maybe one time in our lives or another, that have been faced with something um, like depression or similar to depression. For example, you know, when you think of, you're in the field, when you think of depression, we often, we often think of, oh, people are always sleepy, they don't want to do anything, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to move, I don't, I, I'd rather stay um, away from, from other people. But what about those individuals who are constantly adding onto their plate just to alleviate the thought of dealing with the problem? Yeah. See, if I don't have to deal with the problem, if I have to work, and if I all I can do is when I get home, I'm so tired, I sleep. Mm-hmm. And when I wake up, I just get ready right in time to get back out of the house and work. Yeah. Or find something to do just in case. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is you've never dealt with the problem. And so that trauma mm-hmm. or that hurt continues to fester in your mind and eventually starts to break you down. You know, you mm-hmm. wonder why so many men after they retire, they crash, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have so much pressure and so much pain. And then the problem too is, I know we're going to talk to you, we will talk about this a little bit, but it's, it's, it's passionate. I think it's passionate a little bit for me right now because for us as black, for us as men, mm-hmm. it's difficult to go out to work and deal with world war, to deal with the war, mm-hmm. and then to come home if you have a significant other mm-hmm. to deal with it as well. Yeah. You know? um, um, and so the question too is for, for men, where is your scapegoat? Where do you turn to when the going gets tough, when it gets difficult? And the question again is, how do you know when you're depressed? Mm-hmm. How? And if you are, are you able to talk to someone? Well, yeah, it's it, it's a tough call, but it's not an impossible call. Because the thing is, we know uh, some of the symptoms that most people get and you know, we know the general ones like you mentioned earlier You know the, when you just lose interest that's common across the board, but sometimes uh, You can choose not to do certain things anymore because you have so much on your plate 
You see, mm. you can choose to change careers or change uh, your your uh, your mind about certain things because you know what, you have so much going on. I have to go. But at what point do you sit down and say, you know what, I think this is this may be a sign of depression, if you are doing something that is really out of the norm, uh, something that is really unlike you. You know, mm. so be, trying to uh, trying to battle. Is that depression or me make, making my mind to for my for making up my mind for for things to be brighter in the future that I that I've you know I've decided um, does suicide always mean that you're depressed the the suicidal thoughts always mean that you're depressed um, yeah. I, I know I'm uh, you know many people who are not depressed you know but still have suicidal thoughts because of what they have to deal with every day and it's wow. not to say they want to die, but they feel like, you know what, without them being here, without their existence, certain things probably would be better. And it's not to say, you, and it's not to encourage that uh, thought process or even behavior. Is it when do you know, when can you think, okay, you say this person is definitely depressed, or they're really taking that thought seriously because there's a lot going on around yet, but can you really tell them it's going to be better? Can you really tell them it's going to be better? Because with the things we have happening in this world, it's easy to say someone is depressed because they don't know how to deal with this. They can't deal with it with someone. They can't deal it with by themselves. But it's eating them alive. <laughs> and not to get not to get political or anything. Uh, I was watching uh, Smirkani. She's um, he's uh, a host on CNN for for a segment. And he asked this question. Well, he didn't ask. He made a statement saying, um, "Gun violence will never end in America." Agree or disagree? And unfortunately, the majority of the people who voted on that little survey agreed. <clears throat> so, with that kind of attitude, are we saying that people, someone who feels that there's no change coming, are they doomed to be labeled as depressed, or? Are they just facing the reality? Because if you are, if you feel like you know your kind or your, you know, the, the you know people who look like you are being targeted, and it's not stopping. Does it mean that if you choose to take your own, that's depression? Mm. Now, I know our uh, our topic is not focusing on on gun violence or anything like that, but in general, with the stuff that men have to go through in life. I know uh, men are not everybody's favorite sometimes in some area because of the, a lot of things are happening, men are causing. Um, but, you know, it, you know, this is a life we, we live in, you know, in the world where men and women exist and we have to deal with whatever comes. Now, if you are there to protect the men in your life, how do you know that they are depressed? First, we have to look into what are some of the depression um, uh, signs for both men and women. What are what will make it different for women from men, and how? What are some of the signs that we would focus on, just that you would only see in men, and how can we help those who are really who feel like someone in their life or they may be depressed but they're not sure. It's a good point you're making. I think in order for us as men um, to genuinely share, I think that, or be vulnerable 
the opportunity has to present itself where that man feels so comfortable uh, to say, hey, I'm hurting. Yeah. But I think the door has to be open. For example, um, a significant other can be home waiting. Um, and it's not going to happen one day or two, but gradually checking on your spouse, maybe doing something. I don't know. You may be sitting there. You may not even turn the TV on. You just want to have a conversation, a deep conversation on a regular basis. Maybe rubbing his head, mm-hmm. uh, doing a massage, really asking, how was your day? Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Tell me what's on your mind. We know what's going on in the, in, in, in the world and we see things going on in the community. How does that make you feel? And sometimes you may have to put a little bit of pressure and say, listen, I know things are bothering you. You like to hold things in, but I want to help you get past that. You know, because women, for the most part, they have that uh, um, club, so to speak, mm-hmm. or have that person or people that they can communicate with to share, you know, what they're going through. But for many men, we don't. We often either, like you said, go to the gym, play basketball, mm-hmm. uh, work on, on on a hobby or a goal. We're always looking at different areas in our lives that we want to better. But do we really sit back? Mm-hmm. I can say, hey, Pete, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. How's your day, Pete? Yeah, man, it was rough, but I'm good. Yeah. The question is, are we really good? You know, do can we really sit back and say, I am messed up? I am really in a bad place and I don't know where to go. Because oftentimes, think about it, as men, we have a routine. We have a routine and we keep that routine on a regular basis. We wake up at a certain time. We do what we have to do at a certain time. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if, if things come out, there's an emergency, okay. At, for the most part, there's a routine. And we just keep going. Mm-hmm. And I think the sad thing is, and we need to sort of change that aspect, because you know, growing up, we've been always taught, don't share, you're strong, toughen it out, you can do it. But when you're hurting, <laughs> how can you keep doing it? How can you really function at 100%? Well, and we wait, you know what I'm saying? And then we mm-hmm. wait, Pete, we wait till mm-hmm. your body starts breaking down. Mm-hmm. And the hardest thing now is I've never been able to rest. And now I have to sit there and do nothing. Yes. And guess what that does? Mm-hmm. It breaks the body down to where like, you know, it gets worse. Yeah. So going back again, Pete, to discussing depression and how it affects us physically and how it also um, disrupts the way that we really move emotionally. Um, I think, I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you or in our, another episode, there's a book that I read and it said that 85% of anything that, you know, any uh, um, um, physical ailments that we have begins in the mind. Mm-hmm. It begins in the mind. And so we think about the, you know, depression or feeling hurt. If I am not, if I'm stressed out, if I'm in pain, if I'm hurt, it will start to affect even your organs in your body. Yeah. 
it will start to affect it. You know, the imbalance, the chemical imbalance, um, the, you know, it's disrupts. Uh, you know, uh, uh, there was a, I have to find the, uh, the, the, the link, and, and hopefully when I do, we can post it. Mm-hmm. It says that, you know, um, for one minute that we get upset, it weakens our immune system for about six hours. Wow. So if we get angry and upset, so you think about depression and sadness. If we're constantly sad, our immune system is just out of whack. And that's supposed to be that one central place that keeps us from uh, from disease, from sickness. But if that's affected, that's another can of worms that we're opening. So again, the question that, that, that we're asking again, like you said, is, as your brother mentioned, how do I know if I am truly depressed? I mean, I work, I do all these different things, but how do I know? And if I am depressed, am I willing to say that I am? Am I willing to do some research, to speak to someone, and to hear the reality or the truth that, hey, there's a possibility that there's something going on that you may need a little bit of help with. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, how many of us as men are willing and are ready to say, okay, I'm ready to get the help that, that I need to get back on track. That is a good point because that's usually the main issue. Um, I'm I'm on a I'm on an assignment, right? As we mentioned in the previous episode, and I'm dealing with uh, a large group of people. Where and there's a small group who is, who I'm dealing with directly, but uh, the service is open to just about anybody who needs it. And I can mm-hmm. I can tell you, especially this past week with all the stuff going on right now, there's literally. I would say 99% of people who walk through my door, 95.5%, I would say, uh, who walk through my door, um, they were females who needed to talk and, 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 and try to you know, dissect and, and try to deal with what's happening right now. Um, and it's unfortunate. And I, I guess I'm trying to put those numbers like that because there was like maybe one or two dudes who came. And they didn't come for the same reason the other ones came. But if I'm talking to walking through my door for any type of help discussing the same issue that's hitting America in general, there's literally two of them who came in. Okay. Mm-hmm. And with the other women, it's not to say they, you know, they, they it's not to say they're not strong. They are, because the stuff that they're dealing with is insane. It's crazy. Their worries, they are all justified. But that just goes to tell, show you those who ask for help are not usually men. Mm. But it's not to say they don't need the same kind of help. Or maybe they just um, put it in their head that they're not affected. But you can see it in yeah. their actions that they are. You can see that so in here's their feelings. A, mm-hmm. Touch on that, Pete. Touch on that. Mm-hmm. You know, you said something that was key. You can see it in their actions if you can share maybe an example of one, two, or even three characteristics that can possibly show that some men may be showing 
signs because like you said sometimes they may not know mm -hmm. but give us some example in their actions you can you can uh you can see it okay there's one thing first their anger sometimes like you know they overreact to simple things whether it's somebody's speech or just anything around them that doesn't necessarily affect them directly but they overreact that is um that is uh one sign that of course they're affected by something but nobody's saying anything it could be common knowledge too because something happened in the news and they see what's happening reflecting them and they may be one of the people who is in danger so that also angers someone and if, if you never deal with it that's something that just you know you have to then uh you know like you have to face every day and, and now you have to deal with people and that's not really making you any happier uh, so that's one thing that's one example uh, another one is uh, social or emotional isolation. It becomes they become, they even isolate themselves even further from from the person, like from the people that could actually they could actually talk to, but they choose not to mm -hmm. because they feel like it's a sign of weakness uh, to, mm -hmm. to talk about certain things. You know, so um, you know that that's one thing. That's another example of things that they may feel feeling ashamed, uh, you know, or guilty about certain things. Even when it is is not really that deep, that's another one because they they sort of uh, you know put themselves in a situation where they uh, become not necessarily a victim, but uh, they become you know somewhat of a uh, you know of a of a guilty or worthless in in, in some ways because they feel like they could or should have done something about this, but it was not done. Therefore, it's their fault. They're they're guilty. Of it. And it's not because, again, they're guilty or they could have done anything about it. It's because they never dealt with what happened previously, what preceded it. So now they have taken on a lot more burden than they needs to be, you know, than they need to be handling. And again, that also falls down on, uh, with, the, with the anger, rage, or even, you know, misbehavior because all that put together does not, is not, does not make a good combination. Because then, uh, you know, it, it just becomes a recipe for disaster. And if you, if you as an individual see that in a friend of yours, that might not want to talk to you, but you should still say something. They might still feel like, okay, yeah, you get in their, in their business, but you should still say something. Because at the end of the day, when they unleash, when they unleash that, that feeling, all that stuff they've been putting together, they've been piling up, it's not gonna be a good result. It's not gonna be a happy ending, and everybody, like everybody in the surrounding, everybody who is at, um, you know, at you know arm's length, will be affected, whether physically or emotionally. <clears throat> so, it's something that we have to look into, and as men, we have to, you know, try to see that in ourselves. Because, it, it, you know, it's one thing when people, someone, you know, women's favorite question is, "What are you thinking right now?" You know, <laughs> or or so what's on your mind and our first go-to is like nothing even if there's so much going on in there because we always feel like we have to protect somebody and it's not to say we should not but sometimes we have to unburden ourselves as, as well we tend to not do that and that becomes a problem mm. because we we try to hold it all and try to fix it all by ourselves and then you know when we have no way out we bite <laughs> And then that becomes a bigger problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, since I wonder too, Pete, 
why is that? Oftentimes, we're not able to really share, like you said, with loved one, your spouse, significant other, and they ask, what's going on? I'm good. We're not willing to share. Mm-hmm. And we, we talked about the, that reason in a few episodes ago. Uh, you know, some of the reason why we don't, sh- uh, you know, men don't share for a lot of, a lot of reasons. Uh, but the, the thing is, too, we have to at least trust somebody at some point. You know, spouse or not, friends or not, you have to find somebody to be able to unburden yourself because really sometimes that's all it takes. And we, we yep. mentioned in the previous episode, if you do not have somebody in your life that you feel that comfortable with to do it, pay somebody to, to listen. That's yeah. where I come yeah. in. <laughs> because yeah. at the end of the day, you have to un- uh, release. Otherwise, it is recipe for disaster. So this recipe of disaster, I'm just thinking again, Pete, just uh, lost of words a little bit, Pete, because this is, uh, I think, a very sensitive, a very heavy topic, um, because I I honestly believe um, not only here in our communities, I think everywhere around the world, there is some men or, you know, a majority of men that either are hurting or have, you know, or, or had some point where they, they, they you know, they were hurting. Mm-hmm. And um, either they've never dealt with it, tried to deal with it, and they just keep going with life. They, you know, they just learn to brush it to the side. But deep down inside, it's still there, you know. Is that thorn that, you know, if you, if you sit a certain way, you feel it again. So it's never been dealt with. Mm-hmm. And it's tough. It's very tough. Because again, I look at it this way. If you don't deal with it, eventually it creeps up in a different way. Sure you see a lot of men that when it gets too hard, and gets too difficult. When they crash, they crash. Mm-hmm. And for some, there's no point of return. None. And that's frightening because for many men, if you have responsibilities, family, um, uh, extended family that are counting on you and you're not all well, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you know, while you work with adults, I work with young, with now, you know, teenagers it's important that I remind and I share with them the importance of sharing their feelings and sharing their thoughts. I think it's very important for us as men, um, whether you have children, whether you have godchildren, uh, nieces, nephews, cousins, uh, you may be a mentor. It's important for us to begin teaching our young the power of communication and sharing how you feel. So that way when you get older and the problems come, you have a way of dealing with it rather than just letting it, you know, sink in a, a, you know, bottle up inside to the point where all it takes is for one little thing to be added and you lose it mm-hmm. and you lose it. So I encourage, you know, that the young, because young, you know, the young ladies, even with challenges, I'm not saying they don't have challenges, but, they have coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a way of communicating, sharing their feelings. Mm-hmm. 
but it's us as the young men that have things that are bothering us. And sometimes we we turn it into the wrong areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, to numb the pain. But the pain never goes away. No. No, it so it, 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 it's hard to hear, you know, it, it, it's definitely tough. I think it, it, it is hard too, Pete, when mm-hmm. for many guys, when they do realize, man, it's hard. I don't know what to do. Being vulnerable is scary. It's tough because then you realize, man, I have to be dependent now on someone else because I realize that the problem that I have is bigger than what I thought. Mm -hmm. And I want the answers. I don't know how to get the answers. I want to accept what you're saying, but I have a difficult time accepting it because I don't understand what it is that you're saying. (laughs) I hear what you're saying but I don't understand. It's almost like you're not good at math, but you enter into a class of statistics. They throw all these numbers at you mm-hmm. and you're lost. Yeah. You're lost. And so I think for, 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 for men, for us as men, I honestly think that can also be the problem. I hear what you're saying, but I don't know where to begin. Because this is new to me. Yeah. So, Ed, so Ed, with that being said, uh, what are some of the key points, the key symptoms or signs, if you will, that we, you know, we should tell our audience to look for when, um, you know, because the main question is, am I depressed uh, as a man <clears throat> in this society where things can be a little too much? Uh, when we're trying to handle them, you know, every which way, it just can be a, you know, a, bit, a lot to unload. What are sort of something that we should look for, or people should look for in their friends, uh, family members, you know, in order to know that something is wrong, instead of thinking, oh yeah, he's fine, he's just handling business, or he's just doing his thing, because that could sometimes just be a cover up as to what's really happening. What are some of the things that should look into? I mentioned a couple earlier when I when I was um, uh, explaining uh, some of the uh, the characters that comes out when people don't deal with their issues, but um, that's that's a few of them in terms of that they're going through something depression or depression like behavior. Um, what are some other things that you can think of that we can point out to the audience and let them know? What are what are some of the signs? Well, one of the things that comes to mind, and we see this very often, um, well, we see this. Um, men will often turn to um, in a large consumption of alcohol. Alcohol becomes their friend, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Drugs, um, you know, illegal substances, uh, you find some men maybe have sleepless nights. Yeah. And also sleeping too much can also be a symptom. Sleeping too much. Mm-hmm. You find men that may have been talkative and joking, they begin to shut down. Mm-hmm. You hardly see them around. And when they do, let's say, for example, here's another thing too. When guests come around, they just prefer to either go into their room. They may come out, hey, how you doing? And they go to their room. Yeah, the social they isolation. Go, oh, 
mm-hmm. and they isolate. They don't want to deal with anyone. Mm-hmm. You find that sometimes we are um, overly willing to help. You know, any, any gig that comes up, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Any, I'll do it uh, just to keep. Yeah, know? that's where keeping and yourself busy away from the issues that you should be dealing with. Yep, yep. Another I, uh, another one is blaming other people for certain issues that you're going through instead of taking responsibility for it. Because we know sometimes it is easier to say, oh, yeah, it's so-and-so's fault as opposed to, yeah, I could have I could, I could have done this better. The thing is, it is yeah. easy to, you know, to give somebody else the burden when we don't want to take, you know, actions for ourselves. I mean, um, we don't want to take responsibility for our actions, you know, so... That also is one. If the person, if you know the person is not that type of person, or you know the person is just doing that way too much, that's that's a uh, that's a red flag. Mm. So, we we have to keep a lookout for our friends. I mean, there could be a number of things. Everyone is different. Everyone would exhibit different type of behavior. It is uh, it is not something that is black and white and uh, the one size fits all type of type of thing. You cannot take one and you know, assume that it works for everyone. But at the same time, we have to be mindful that people in our lives, uh, you know, especially when you know there's a difficult thing going on around, you know, people in our lives will be dealing with it too. So if you know there's someone who's prone to have a hard time handling a lot of these things, you should check on them. Find out what's going on and see maybe if you can be there for them because you never know. Although we men don't like to talk, but some do. Believe me, I've come across a lot who actually do not mind talking about what's yes. bothering them so they can be a better individual for their spouse or for themselves. So. Yeah. And we talked about this too in our in one episode, the importance of trust. Yeah. So significant others out there, if you have a man um, in your life, uh, it's important that you don't break that trust. Mm-hmm. The words that you say, um, the actions, uh, are very important because yeah, men may forgive, but they don't forget. And so, if you're supposed to be that one person that where men can lean on through the hard times, please keep in mind to watch what you say, watch what you do in regards to um, the men in your life. Because just remember, you know, they say sticks in the sticks in stone may break my bone, but words may never hurt me. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is, it does. Yeah. You know, keep in mind, ladies, too, that you know, oftentimes, you know, when they say that, you know, your tongue is like a two-edged sword. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. You know, and sometimes we like to hit below the belt, not even below the knees. Mm-hmm. Take us out. Yeah. Take him out. Um, but you know, again, keep in mind too that uh, for us as men, it is you know when you go out into the world and you have to deal with the challenges, and then you come home and have to deal with the challenges again. It's, yeah. It makes it difficult. Yeah, I remember. Makes- I remember this this patient who who knew exactly what he was dealing with at home. So he every time he goes home, he is in the driveway or in the car in the garage for a good twenty minutes before he actually walks inside. So after dealing with work, he comes home, but he can't just walk waltz in because he knows he's gonna have to deal with a whole lot of other stuff. 
know, whether it's blamed for something or being pushed around for something else, he just sit in his parking lot, just try to take a breath before he has to go in there and deal with everything else. A person's home is their haven. Okay, they should yeah. be able to just waltz right in and feel comfortable and not being feel like you're being pushed a trap about anything. But if if you suspect that your the man in your life is doing that, there's something going on that you might want to talk to them about because it is not normal. Like it's one thing mm-hmm. to want to take a deep breath before you drive away from work, but it's another thing when you get in your driveway, the fear of just getting out and walk right back in. If if that takes precedent then there's an issue now yeah i don't want this to sound like we're bashing women no not at all everybody have their own across the bear and hopefully next week we'll be able to talk about some other stuff that um attacks women um but today we're talking about men because you know it was posted and it was a good discussion on my brother's website so i wanted to see if i can um, at least replicate that and at least and bring some more because at least I know those who didn't get to see it on his page will uh, at least enjoy the topic as much as we enjoyed uh, discussing it. So uh, so yes, and when we say watch what you say, it's not so much okay. Yeah, you can't talk to your own to the, uh, your own person or you can't talk to a man in your life because you're afraid of hurting his feeling. No, no, it's just that certain things you have to be mindful that if you do care for that person just like if they do care for you they certain things they won't say or do same thing the other way around but the thing is because the 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 the, the common the, the common uh, uh knowledge or the common assumption is that men can take it all <clears throat> and in reality it's not that we can't take it all but it com- if it comes from someone you care about and it's in, in on the negative side it bruises their ego, and it's not to say because ego is not a bad thing. Ego is a good thing if you use it wisely. Okay, a lot of people say, "Oh yeah, it's just your ego." But yes, men are meant to have their ego. So do women. It's just for women, it's not bruised bruised as easily. That's just to just show you, women are a lot stronger than they think, <laughs> and that's why they have that power over the men in their lives. If you do say something, it means something. That's why it hurts. Otherwise. I mean, you know, you, you encounter somebody outside who says something to you or about you, it could not be, it could not mean anything if, for, as far as you're concerned. But when, he, when it comes from some, like a family member, a friend, a close friend or someone you care about, it definitely means something. And, and for that reason, it becomes a weapon. You know, men are not vulnerable to it because they feel like, okay, you're going to use that against them. You know, we talked about that in episodes ago, but, you know, hopefully people are really getting this because, you know, this whole world is not necessarily revolved around men, it's just revolved around humans. If you care about the humans in your life, certain things you will do, certain things you won't do. And it's not because you can't be yourself, it's just because you care about this person, you can still be yourself and be respectful at the same time. Exactly. Thanks for that one, Pete. Uh... I just think about um, experience, you know, they say, I believe it's true that um, the greatest gift in life is experience. And sometimes when you have the opportunity of sitting down and speaking to some of the older men and they're able to share their experience with you, both good and bad, it allows them to see things in their lives that, um, they would at least 
they could have done differently or done better. They sort of passed that down. And so I encourage each and every one of us um, that while life, you know, that, like that experience is, is one of our greatest teachers, let's not make the mistake of being burdened with problems and we don't look to get the help or look to not speak about it because you want to wait till you're 60, 70, 80 and say, man, I wish I dealt with this because look at where I am now. Look at where I am now. And so I encourage each and every one of us, including myself, Pete, you know, we all have our challenges and situations but don't let it get to the place to where it just bombards you and you're afraid to deal with it. Yes, I know for many of us as men, we want to be in charge and we want to be in control of our lives and certain things, but when it spirals out of control, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Because life doesn't stop, the time doesn't stop, it just keeps going. But what are you honestly going to do? True. I mean, with, with, you know, this couldn't be a better way to really close this chapter. Hopefully everyone really understand and get the idea how to treat one another and how to treat the men in your life. Hopefully you come back next week and hear what we have to say for the other side. Uh, I know we're two dudes talking about it, but sometimes, you know, it takes two dudes on the outside to really talk about it. If we have a, if we're lucky enough to have a female as a guest, hey, it'll be, it'll be even better. That way, you know, you'll be, uh, we'll be able to hear a woman's perspective. But um, until then, I want you all to remember: you are remarkably made. I am remarkably made. We're all remarkably made. And therefore, it's worth living.